In our first reading, we heard from the prophet Amos. And Amos is a rather interesting character. He's actually the first of the prophets to um, write down his own work, it seems. He lived about the 8th century BC. Um, and he was actually only a prophet for a couple years. It was a very short time, uh, but it was a very powerful time as well. We see, like, Amos, in our first reading, he's called to go prophesy uh, to the northern kingdom. Now, Israel had split into two kingdoms. Not part of God's plan, right? And so Amos goes to the northern kingdom uh, to share God's message with them. And when he goes, what happens? They get mad at him. They're like, what are you doing here? They're like, "We're, we're doing perfectly fine. We're doing perfectly fine. And the priest, he kind of yells at him. He says, don't come to Bethel to prophesy. Bethel was a very prosperous place. Um, and they had kind of like gotten into their own groove of things. They were wealthy. And it's interesting. The priest says, uh, never prophesy again in Bethel because it's the king's sanctuary and a royal temple. The king's sanctuary. Not God's. The king's. And you see why Amos, uh, where, why Amos is sent, right? Amos is like, look, I'm just doing what God called me to do. I was a dresser of sycamore trees, and I was perfectly happy, but God called me, and so I went. That's what the Lord wants us to know. When God calls, we respond. And it's related very well in our gospel today. And it's actually a twofold movement in the gospel, right? What's the first thing that it says? Jesus summoned the twelve. He summons the twelve, and then he sends them out. Which is very important for all of us. We can't be sent out as apostles if we're not first disciples. If we don't hear the voice of God, that beckons us to himself. Jesus summoned the apostles, and he sent them out two by two. And he sends them out how? With a walking stick and sandals. Not the best preparation for a journey in our eyes, I don't think. Uh, But the apostles knew what was going on. They knew that because of their encounter with the Lord Jesus, that everything had to change. That life couldn't be the same. And that if Christ is the one saying, go with nothing then there must be something very good about that. If Christ is the one saying, just take your walking stick and sandals and don't worry about going with food, don't worry about going with money, because I'm the one who's going to be with you and I'm the one who's going to provide for you. The apostles would have heard this and known, okay, we trust this man because we know him. We've sat at his feet. We've listened to his word. What's our temptation in life? Our temptation is to make sure everything's in perfect order before we respond to God, right? We like to say, Lord, I'm happy to, like, give of myself as long as it doesn't hurt, you know? And so, like, sometimes we're asked to do stuff, and we're like, let me see, like, will everything fall into place the same way as before? And I can tell you that, like, when Jesus calls, things are not going to fall into the same place as before. Things are going to be radically different but they're also going to be radically better. If we trust that Jesus is taking care of us, we don't have to count the cost. We don't have to to know that things are going to be good enough. 
Because God does call us, and he calls us out of our comfort to live in his love. Undoubtedly, the apostles were very uncomfortable. It's like one of those things, like once the journey started, you can imagine like Peter was probably like, I'm hungry. You know? <laughs> Why didn't we bring any food? You know? <laughs> and, and our temptation is to be like, you know what? Um, I know God says not to do this, but actually food's kind of useful. And so I think he'd understand, you know? But Jesus is very clear. He's very clear that when he calls us, he calls us in a certain way, and he calls us for our own good. He doesn't call us uh, saying, hey, I need you to take care of all the logistics. No, Jesus takes care of the logistics. Jesus provides for us. But we're only able to live in the peace and security of the Lord if we first sit at his feet as disciples. Jesus invites us to come to know him through the word, to come to know him through the sacraments, because that's always going to make our life better. It's not going to be easy, certainly not. It's actually going to be a pain a lot of the times. It's going to be a pain when, uh, you know, something comes up and we can't make the Mass we normally go to, or we can't do the things that we normally do, the World Cup is on, you know, and whatever else, right? And Wimbledon. Um, but it's better to be here than to be in front of a screen, right? Jesus knows what we need. He knows that we're going to feel like we're called out of our comfort, but he knows that he's always going to provide more. The call of the gospel is to live. It's not to live comfortably, but to live. To be called out of ourselves because this is exactly what our world needs. People who aren't afraid to give of themselves in a way that hurts. People who aren't afraid to be immersed in the love of Jesus Christ, knowing that it's going to look strange to the world. The world is able to be transformed by the love of God, but only if we allow that love to transform ourselves first, from the depths of our being. Because we're not called to live a life of mediocrity. We're not called to live a life of um, comfort, of setting limits on God to make sure that we're provided for. Because God's going to provide for us. We don't provide for ourselves. We're called to be true disciples. True disciples to live in the love of Jesus Christ. Not counting the cost, but willing to leave everything to follow him.